Hello and welcome to the Dan Assor Show, inspiring and insightful conversations with event professionals. The Dan Assor Show is supported by headline sponsor Jonas Event Technology, an award-winning event registration supplier for organisers of trade shows, exhibitions and conferences. The show's official venue sponsor is conference and exhibition venue Business Design Centre, which has just become B Corp certified, showing its high standards of social and environmental impact. The show is also supported by TF Connect, Tarsus Group, Terrapin and 19 Group. I want to start, Mike, obviously you're currently the MD of Lyrical Communications, which is now part of my 19 Group. If my maths and my research is correct, I understand that you've been within the B2B trade show and exhibition industry for pretty much two decades. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that is about right. Dan. That's, that's about so, right. Yes. I think we're all of a certain age here, so none of us need to be all bad about Indeed. it. Obviously, you've had roles at Easy Fairs, Food Matters, and obviously Lyrical. I just want to start off by asking you, I guess, what attracted you to the industry initially? Well, yeah, I well, I, I suppose I fell into it, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit later on, I think, if you don't mind. But yes, came out of university and, and needed to get a job <laughs> and fell into the media space. I was very fortunate, actually, to, to join a, an independent publishing company with a founder who was someone I learned a lot from. So I was very fortunate, independent publishing and then events. They launched actually one of the first events at to run at Excel over 20 years ago sure in the digital printing and digital camera space so so yeah that's that's how I got into the yeah to the sector what's kept you in it for so for so for, for so long what would you enjoy most about it um good yeah, uh, good, good good question <laughs> after after I, I I left St John Patrick Publishers which was the the, the, the first business that I worked for I had a, a nine months at IAR and was then very fortunate to to move with David Wood when he established international business events. And we 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 ran security events in London and in Dubai. And at the same time, he and a wider team started to run a big construction show, which was EcoBuild. And the reason I mentioned that is that those two sectors, those two events, those two projects are thought they were quite exciting face to face chatting to people understanding you know understanding challenges of businesses I quite enjoy that yeah and I learned and I learned from I learned from someone who was who took it seriously it was important to him and that an understanding sectors was important and I think that's why I think that's why I've stayed it it, it yeah it was I wouldn't say necessarily a passion but not far off Sure, it's grown with you. So we're, we're going to yeah. get towards present day. In, in 2019, for those that aren't aware, you decided to join up with uh, Ian McManus. And he had been the owner, founder of Lyrical Communications since 2007. Before we get into sort of the detail and we're going to talk about all things installer show and what you've done over there, can you sure you share your thoughts as to why you took up the opportunity at that time? And you referenced just a, a minute ago in your intro that You'd, you'd work with a founder, and that seems to have been sort of common trait over the last number of years that we've mentioned. So just give us, cast your mind back three or four years, why you decided to take up that opportunity with, with Ian. Yeah, it, it, 
a number of a number of reasons, I suppose. One, I go back to EcoBuild. Um, during the EcoBuild, our, we we sold EcoBuild to UBM in 2011, and about two years later, for reasons I I'm not aware of, UBM stopped running their energy portfolio. And energy, the energy sector was always quite interesting. It's quite dynamic. It's quite it's obviously quite important to the running of the country. Yeah. And so I was, I sort of kept it, kept kept abreast of the of the of the, of the sector whilst we were running a, a food and drink event. And and I'd known Ian during the EcoBuild days and sort of kept an eye on him. And yeah, and that I suppose that was the reason I knocked on his door. There was a there was a definite opportunity in the market. And Ian had an established, credible, respected business. And so I, yeah, we had lunch. <laughs> all, all good journeys and stories start with a lunch. I want to talk about the installer show, the 2023 edition from what I've read, if I'm not mistaken, had 450 exhibitors, footprint of around 25,000 square meters, 15,000 visitors, but it wasn't always that way. You cast your mind back to sort of 2019. For those that aren't aware, just tell us a bit about the installer show and what the event looked like when you joined Lyrical and you joined up with Ian. Yeah, I think I think it's worth just giving a yeah a little a little bit of background to to, to what mm. what Lyrical was, I suppose. Sure. Background is journalism and, and and PR, and and he'd been running the installer magazine for many years and then saw an opportunity to launch the installer show at the Rico in 20 with a team really that had no experience of running events. So his background was very much with publishing. The team was very much publishing and editorially sort of focused. So I was joining a business that had established trust in the market through publishing, had launched an event necessarily on the back of a huge amount of experience of doing it. And had a core group of people that liked it, but as you as you mentioned, it, it, the, the 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 growth of the show has has been quite phenomenal over the last few years, and and that's down to the down to the work and the foundations that Ian built over the course of like twelve years before before I joined. I, I can take you through some of the dynamics about why I think the event has grown over the last four. Or four or so years and, 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 and where, where we go. But yeah, he, he set, he set the tone, he set the, and did the groundwork. And I suppose I've just taken the glory really. A little bit of excessive modesty. I mean, I think what you said about the trusting is so important, Mike, isn't it? You know, the, the print publication, but also the relationships in the industry, there's almost an element of perfect timing when you met Ian, because he knew he wanted to grow it and he didn't have the person that had your background, the ability to synthesize those things into a growth plan. So it just was, it happened quite quickly. And I, I know there were some negotiations, but it was quite organic the way you two came together, I thought. No, no, it, it, it was very much. And I, and I suppose one of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the things, one of the reasons why this has worked is that we have, it's a sort of slightly um, unlikely marriage. We've got two quite different skill sets. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why this project has worked very well. The market has also changed significantly over the last four years. So uh, building on the success and the foundations that Ian and his team had, had made and created, 
sort of has become slightly easy because of the dynamics of the market, disruption in technology, disruption of the market, technology driven, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that there are there are lots of there are lots of things that have given us the opportunity. What we've done is created a team, built a team, and a and, and a business that is now trusted across lots of different sectors rather than just a relatively narrow core group. So, and lots of opportunity in the future as well. So, just going back to 2019, I, I mentioned some of the numbers about 2023. Can you just give us a, a sort of comparative? So, where the show was when you came in? Yeah, so we, we the, the, the show was running at the Rico. It was, it was running, it, taking 4,000 square meters of space. It was, it was, it was pretty consistent. Yeah for three or so years covid hit obviously pretty much as soon as i'd I'd arrived at at liverpool which is joyous timing but what that did give us was an opportunity to 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 look at our data and look at the direction of travel of the business and i know this is a bit of a cliche but covid helped because it, it it allowed us to reset and to look at what the future growth would be I think if if we hadn't had that opportunity, I think I'm not sure necessarily we would have grown so fast. So going back to growth, your question. So it's gone from a 4,000 square meter show in 2019. We'll do 40,000 or so gross for 2024. The numbers were 100 exhibitors. There'll probably there will be over 600 for 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 this year's event. Visitor numbers will should top 20,000 for for this year's event. Going back to the 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 days of 2019, they're about about 4,000. So you can see some sort of, you know, it's quite significant growth here. The the exciting thing is that th- this is not, we're not at the top of the mountain and we're only just starting. And I think that that's what gives us, that's what's exciting. Sure. Back to your point about why this, is, why this sector is interesting. We're not going to run out of people to come and visit. We're not going to run out of people to exhibit. So I think that's why, you know, that's why the, this part of the market is, um, is a good one. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just going to take a brief pause to tell you a little bit about the Dan Assel Show headline sponsor, Jonas Event Technology. Jonas Event Technology, or JET, are an award-winning supplier of event registration dedicated to providing event organizers with a seamless registration experience and excellent customer service, as proven by their current NPS score of 71. JET provides a full registration solution for trade shows, exhibitions, and conferences, removing the stress of event registration so that event organizers can focus on making their next event the best yet. Visit jonas.events for more information. Someone's listening and they listen to that sort of trajectory of growth. It'd be good to understand from you how you and the team have gone about that. So you mentioned personnel, so we can imagine that you built a team. It'd be interesting to understand the dynamic of the community you represent, how you've sort of taken them on the journey to achieve that. So just just give us a sense of some of the building blocks that you put in place, some of the things you did. My view of the the event the event or media sector, that they should be representative of the industry they serve. So you should put you should put a series of building blocks in place, a, a jigsaw puzzle together of what the sector looks like from an exhibitor, visitor, association, influencer perspective. And 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 that was one of the things that we set set out to achieve. Um, so who are we missing? Who's key to this? 
who's core who's who's core to the to the direction of travel of the market. Um, if if that's if that's where your your heads at about what you want to achieve, you can you can build that. It takes a bit of time, but that's if that's the challenge and that's the opportunity, then, then I think that, that that's a that's a that's a strong starting point. So you don't play with your best friends. You go and look look for people who are influencing the market, whether that's as I said, whether that's government, whether that's other media, whether that's associations, whether that's exhibitors, whether that's influencers or whoever it may be. The, the the team dynamic is that important as well. So you, so experience is, is key. I think um, there's got to be a right dynamic of a, a proper dynamic in 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 a in a sales or marketing or content team of a sense of team. That that to me that to me is key. This this is the best business I've worked at where the sales, marketing, and content functions work together. And I I think one of that's one of the I think that's one of the failings of most media and events businesses. Everyone does things in silos. I don't think they talk to each other. So I, I think that's one of the things that we 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 encourage, and that's that is certainly working. Just yeah, I suppose empowering people and making sure that you know we we we, we are ambitious. Mike, so, do you think it helps yeah, that you and Ian have both publishing background in terms of that interdisciplinary bit? That it hasn't come from the pure play event background. No, I think you know one one of the as I mentioned during COVID we, we looked at our data. I mean, you know this very well, Piers, because some of your team helped us to, to 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 look at it. And you know, again, a bit of a cliche, but it is data, data, data. And that's what we are. A lot of the, 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 the you know that is why a big corporate organisation turning over billions of pounds would look to a media or events business and say, actually, we we like what you do. You provide something that we we have a challenge to, to to meet, and you can help us to to you know to to develop a, their their business. And I think what, that's one of the things that, that that going back to that, like why Ian and I have worked well together, is that his publishing and my events background have been brought together by this by this by the search for data from from a lot of organisations. And because of the work that we did during COVID, we provide a a service a solution. For lots of lots of organisations who, who who value what we do, and yeah, that's that's important. And the more the more you you the more you talk about that, that it's not three days and bust. The more you talk about that three six five opportunity, the more you talk about content, the more you talk about data. I think you become more important to the sector. I think that's dead important. And and I'd I'd, I'd be pre pretending if I was a you know if I was a thoroughbred in digital digital publishing. But I've learned a lot over the last four years, and I would I would I would recommend lots of events businesses to to, to look at their data and and and, and look at their three six five approach. Yeah, and I know Piers, you, you've got some questions around the sort of hybrid digital media piece that you wanted to ask Mike. I suppose that a bit of thinking about the shape of the business. So, for the people listening, you know how much of what you do, without giving away too much commercially, is events versus digital media. And then the related point is how integrated is it from the audience's experience point of view and from the client management point of view, sort of a single point of sale and so on. I think, yeah, I think from a from a visitor and reader perspective. I mean, COVID taught us a lot that you know the world moves on very quickly, doesn't it? Events businesses run 
you know, events over three days, the world changes quite quite significantly year to year. Or if you're running a, an event every two years, even more so. Um, and and that 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 content piece, that that trust, that 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 importance to the market, you're providing content or you're providing education, providing learnings for, for that sector over the course of, of the whole year. Helps you, it helps you test, test content to then roll it out of the show. Helps you to get, get to know clients better so you're not three days in bust. There's, there's lots of learnings. There's lots of, there's lots of benefits of, of, of doing it in, in, in that sort of way. There's quite a lot of challenges as well. But I think the challenges, you know, are, are certainly outweighed by the by, by, by the opportunities of getting really under the skin of the of the visitor, the core visitor, and and your and your, and your big tier one clients, if that's uh, if that's the right term. Yeah, and and so the clients buy from you at one time per year, or do you have separate sales teams who do digital versus events? No. Yeah, it, it, the, the the importance of becoming a a consultant as a more consultant approach from a content marketing and sales to a <clears throat> to a big corp is is important so our, our sales team is very 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 much around key account management about managing the accounts putting the effort into the people that are that are key to the direction of travel of the market and and making sure that you are gaining trust again and becoming important to their to their year-round marketing plan so and 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 if you if you start to become important to their year-round marketing plan, then you, you're going to have more touch points throughout the year. You're going to understand more people in their businesses. You're going to understand their business more, and they're going to understand your business more. And that is that's dead important. You know, the, becoming more than just an event, I think, is crucial for 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 brand building. And it'd be useful to understand how you've sort of evolved the content both of the show and sort of some of the other offerings throughout the year because i know you know obviously it's heavily focused on on technology possibly wasn't always that way how do you keep up and it's sort of ahead of the curve to use a you know a, 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 a much overused phrase but again <laughs> someone that's listening that maybe is responsible for content on their show or their community how do you go about doing that to make sure you, you continue to stay relevant. I go back to the, the well when when we were when we were not running events in 2020 2021 we ran a number of digital festivals very very straightforward very simple all around data acquisition and data management and content and education and training. So we're playing into the audience's wants and needs. And, and all we're doing is mirroring that of the, of the show. So we're, what we're looking at, we're looking at training, we're looking at you know, education. I think content also can be, you know, can be, it can be consumed in lots of different ways. And I think that's that important. So from an event perspective, events don't have to be stayed. You can try and create some sort of festival feel. I think that's important. So, and, 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 and therefore your content creation and your content your content um delivery can be done in lots of different ways you don't all have to be sitting there in rows listening to someone on a powerpoint whether that's 
whether that's getting celebrities involved, whether that's getting key influencers involved, whether just doing it in different ways. Sure. I think I think that's I think that's really really important, and it and it just highlights that people that you thought about it. I think that's quite important for for for, in, for the industry to know that this matters, this this matters to you, and yeah, that those would be my my thoughts on that one. You are listening to the Dan Assel Show inspiring and insightful conversations with event professionals. The Dan Assel Show's official venue sponsor is conference and exhibition venue Business Design Center, which has just become B Corp certified, showing its high standards of social and environmental impact. For more information, visit businessdesigncenter.co.uk. Be notified first about new episodes by following me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify platforms and by subscribing to my YouTube channel. Search Dan Assor. Sure. Because there's been lots of talk about the different changing and ever-evolving experience, I guess, of people that are coming to the event, whether it's the visitor or the exhibitor. And you mentioned festivalization again. That's sort of the word that people use a lot on this program. So you're seeing much more of that. Is that something you're conscious of, that you're very much sort of custodians of, of their experience when they're coming on site? Yeah, I mean, again, going back to my built experience, and we talk about an event. So even if you use the word event and the word trade show, trade show to me, not wildly exciting. An event is more exciting. And you're not going to go to, you know, the installer show is not Glastonbury. It's close, but it's not quite Glastonbury. But Glastonbury has lots of different things going on for lots of different people, lots of different demographics. As long as it sticks to its core audience, and it understands what its core audience is. It can then attract lots of people who are connected to that industry, and that's that important. Whether that's content driven, whether that's encouraging your exhibitors to do various things, whether that's from an, an organizer's point of view, of, you know, of, of of feeding and watering your your guests or putting entertainment on or whatever it may be, you should go to an event because you want to, not because you're compelled to do so and i think that that i think that's i think that is the, sh- the shaping of an event should be it should entice you in it should bring you in rather than it being oh bloody hell i've got to go to that event again sure um so yeah okay i just want to touch upon we've spoken a little bit about the relationship with ian and obviously you've worked with a few founders in the past i'm just interested to know how you have to adapt your style when, when working closely with a founder? Are there any sort of specific challenges or advantages that you want to sort of reference in today's conversation? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I've worked. Yeah, I've worked with three three founders. Ian is quite unusual in the fact that he is open to change and to ideas. I think one of the things I've, 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 I've learned is, to, is really to also to take things relatively slowly, just to understand the dynamic of the business, gain trust. I was brought up in Lancashire. I don't know if that's the thing, but um, it is. I'd, you roll your sleeves up and get on with it. So, so don't. don't I, in the, the, this is the way I do it, and doesn't necessarily work for everyone. But sort of, you know, get your hands dirty in, in the in the early days as well. Gain trust. Prove you can do it. So all the talk is just more than talk. And and also acknowledge the fact that the team have, the incumbent team have knowledge that you don't. And 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 build on that, use that. I think that's I think that's really, really, really important. Ian and I, 
you know, have had our moment. But but we can all sit and have a drink and glass of wine or whatever and 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 and, and laugh about it now. So sure, I was going to ask, yeah. what what's the biggest challenge typically? Do you find working with some of the south of business? I think yeah, I think yeah, it it, it is it's about proof. It's sort of about proving yourself, and that's 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 a challenge. That's a good, that's a good challenge to take on. If you can if you can demonstrate that you're going to make a difference relatively early on, obviously that you know that is another another element of gaining of gaining trust. Yeah, and just taking taking things taking things slowly, and not trying to force things too much, because you you know founders got history, and, and with that comes in certain cases some emotion, and and that's important to to recognise. So don't go steaming in basically. Sure. It's interesting because I think you're absolutely right about that organic approach. You know, as a serial founder myself, you know, we're very careful to do that with my business. But there's also a moment quite early. I think it was very early on in your relationship with Ian where he was already talking about it as your business. You know, ask Mike about that. Mike's, it, 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 that happened relatively early on, I think, in your relationship, just as a person on the outside dealing with Ian, which I thought was interesting. And maybe COVID accelerated it, but I think the fact that you didn't, rock the boat you focused on what was right for the customers and the and the and the, the products was a really important part of that looking at it from the outside yeah i think it goes back to that um you know not not forcing things too too much i would also say that you know as a as a as a founder in is very is very open to discussions and that doesn't always happen i think as a and as a founder if you if you're looking to bring someone into to to a business to help scale or change or whatever it may be i think you've got you've got to you've got to acknowledge that change will happen and you've got to be comfortable with that and if you're not comfortable with that <laughs> don't go into it i i, I think that's i think that's dead, dead important it's quite unusual in, in in that respect that he he saw the opportunity and saw working with someone with a slightly different skill set was was going to be advantageous for for everyone. So yeah. Cool. So Piers, I'll I'll let you move on to the the wonderful world of nineteen group. Yeah. Well, maybe Mike, just again, just going back a little bit further, when when you joined up with Ian, you know, exit was on the agenda. You know, what was your original intention in terms of how long you might do it, and what sort of shape the business might be in at the point where you wanted to take on a strategic partner? Well, initially, the, the the plan was to 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 launch an event in London to uh, to complement our or Ian's event at the at the Rico, the install show, and to and to grow pure, really pure, a pure events business or less publishing focus covid sort of slightly changed that and and as i said gave us the opportunity of looking at our data and looking at our approach so yeah we set out with a slightly different business case to to what where we are where we are now i still have the excel spreadsheet that we went through on, on what the what these what the opportunity might look like in in 2022 and 2023 which is significantly different than where we are where, where we are today in a in a in a positive way so yeah yeah I suppose a related point is the the, the revenue mix. So, you know, it, it, the show wasn't too much of the business when you started. It's now the predominant revenue stream, but digital is high margin. Digital is a big part of the business. 
and there was in discussions with potential investors post COVID, there was always a question about well, how much of this business in the future should be digital? Should we be accelerating it? Should we be holding it back? What, what's the balance with the show? What, having been through the deal, which we'll come to, what's your perspective on you know direction of travel on revenue mix and business model? Yeah, it's a good, good question. And the revenue mix has changed significantly over the last two years. I think what, what it has shown, though, is that the, the share of wallets from the key tier one clients across digital platforms on our, on our, on our event is, is the majority of the, is, is where the majority of the business's revenue comes from. And that's dead important because you've got certainty there. Certainty to any business is, is, is really important. Certainty to events, events business, you know, incredibly important. And you've got certainty because you understand the client mix. And if they're spending it across the year, then whatever that mix is, whatever that percentage mix is between digital and show, as long as it's focused on the key, on the key, you know, bellwether clients, then then you've got the right. I think you've got the right, the right model. We will continue to build on that. Whatever that percentage mix is, I don't think it necessarily matters. Yeah, uh, as long as there is a mix. It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you talk about the value of the business being with tier one accounts, but before you talked about the growth, you know, one of the standout statistics is going from 100 to 600 exhibitors. Is the intention to take that key account approach deeper into kind of the tier two clients as well, or to, to grow the show with the smaller clients and grow spend with the bigger clients and not try and bring that key account approach down to the tier twos? Yeah, I think it's, just, it's putting your effort and your time and your thought into the, the people, that are, as I said, are shaping the market. People, The people are driving the, the dynamics of the market. And if you do that, if you do more of that, you will understand the market better. You will understand your position in the market better and you will become more important in, in, in the market. If you get, if you get, you, you've got to understand where this, you know, the startup layer is, is going, but, you know, don't, don't get lost necessarily in, in 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 the in the lower tiers because yeah they aren't driving change and and that's that's definitely something this business is doing much better than it did five years ago yeah no doubt and with 19 i mean sort of long-running set of conversations really without giving too much away what what made you go with them i mean it's sort of their approach really preempted any sort of formal process that we might have been thinking about, which is sometimes the right thing and not always. What, what prompted you and Ian to, to take the offer and, and, and move quickly with 19? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I, I, we, we flirted with each other at an, an, earlier, an earlier stage. I have known Peter and Alison for, for quite a long time in various capacities, either in competition with Peter or some at one point working for Allison. Their their approach was was, was very open. Their, their approach is very it's quite entrepreneurial. It's quite you know it's it's very similar to to the way that we were trying to we're trying to run our, our lyrical business. Quite dynamic. So that gave comfort and 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 and, and it felt like if they felt like the right sorts of people to work with. And that is that's still important. Obviously, the you know the, the the way that their business is set up as well is that is you know it gives you autonomy. And they were quite they were quite keen to 
to to to highlight and and and, and talk talk that through and that gave us confidence that yeah definitely the right partner and just last question on 19 your business model is they've in the past acquired trade show businesses and left the publishing businesses with the founders they've now acquired a couple of hybrid businesses like yours and uh, hennick it what have, do you think you've brought to 19 in terms of wider skill sets awareness anything any conversations around that that you think has added extra value to the deal for them yeah i mean we, we are slightly different than you mentioned Hennig. we're probably more similar in our model to to to, to Hennig than other parts of the, the the 19 group i think the, the yeah that tier one hybrid approach has been encouraged around other parts of the business the data work that we've done is being implemented across other parts of, of of the of the business. It's quite an it's quite you know it's quite a sharing culture at nineteen, and you know I've learned a lot as well. So it, so yeah, we 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 brought a bit of I think we brought a bit of experience to to the to the sales process, and yeah, I, I think our. Events businesses encourage face-to-face -face learnings. One of my bugbears about a lot of events businesses, especially sales teams, is they sit on the phone all the time. I don't, I don't understand why. Why would you? Why would you do that? If you if you if you're encouraging face-to-face -face or face-to-face -face engagement, go and see your client, yeah. and we encourage that. And I think I think the 19 group are, 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 are starting to do more of that. So, yeah. Maybe that's what I would point to what we brought to the business. <laughs> just Mike, just to finish up, just really interested to know what the sort of future holds for you personally, for the show. And also, given we are in early January, it'd be remiss of me to sort of maybe ask you for some predictions for 2024 for the wider trade show and exhibition world. But starting with sort of what the future holds for, for you and the show, give us a flavour of what this year is going to look like. And future years. Yeah. What does this year look like? We we see significant growth for twenty twenty four. We've got some quite big plans for twenty twenty five, which are which are which are being worked through at the moment of, of the sector that we that our part of nineteen group are involved in is that as I said, I think during this conversation is that we're not going to run out of people to come and visit or, or exhibit at this event. So we have a big growth opportunity. Sure. There are sectors in the market that we could start to involve that we aren't at the moment in the, in the show. Um, I think I think further establishing our, our three six five credentials and making sure that we remain top of the top of the pile in our sector that would be that would be my wish for twenty twenty four. Possible launch is maybe. Internationalization potentially of brand, definitely opportunity there, and that would tie potentially nicely with you know with 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 recent acquisition of of, uh, of, of nineteen. We've we've learned a lot from Oliver Kinross are doing now as part of the nineteen group, so that's that's encouraging. Yeah, and yeah, further further recruitment as well. So we'll continue to grow the team. When it comes to predictions, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure I've got any wildly exciting predictions, but I would encourage. Yeah, I, I would go back to that festivalisation. I think it's dead important. Creating events, events, the sector becoming becoming more important to the sectors that they serve. Yeah. Um, so it's not a prediction, but that would be my that would be my thing. But the other thing that I would, I'll just, I'll, I'll just 
say, because I think this is dead important. I think the events industry needs to challenge itself about being a destination for graduates, for people who are not falling into the sector. So we can get away from that. So that's not a prediction, it's a, it's a want. We, 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 we can, this industry could become quite important. I'm not sure necessarily we're taking that seriously. And I think we, I think if we, I think we've got an opportunity. I think 19 are quite pivotal in that actually, because they're, you know, they're, they're dynamic, innovative, fast growing organization. You know, they are not stayed. There's lots of work that, that's being done in the background around this business that, that, you know, around, around people, around culture and, and, and those sorts of important things. And I think if the events industry can, can, can do more of that, then, then I think it will do itself a world of good. Perfect. Somebody so, fell in 29 go. years ago, I couldn't agree with you more. It's literally, I think, yeah, 29 years and a month since I first did three days of temp work in a, in a conference company. Mike, this, just putting your comments into a bigger context, in, in other markets, we've seen you know a rush to life. You know, some of this is seen by investors as a post-COVID bounce, some of it isn't. And in some other markets in 2023, we've seen digital spend drop, sometimes moving across to events. It sounds like from what you're saying, a, you think the growth of the business is sustainable, it, it, the events business is sustainable, and B, you haven't seen that impact on your digital spend either. So maybe that's to do with your sector, or it might be to do with your position in the sector, but you haven't seen those big swings of budget one way or the other. No, no, no we, we haven't. I'd, 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 written some, I'd, I'd written some sort of thoughts and notes down and you know, is the COVID bound still a thing? I mean, how long can we talk about that? I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. According to a private equity investor in December, still now. <laughs> right, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, do, I, I do think it, it's sort of dependent on your dependent on your sector. It's, it's sort of dependent on what positioning you have in the market. And you know, we're fortunate that we're you know we're number one in the market. We, you know, and and but but by having that. Having that digital and events mix, it, it 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 keeps you at the top of the. It should keep you at the top of the tree. We've not seen we've not seen digital fall off, but I I do think that's because because of the focus on the right sort of client and the right sort of relationship, which was drilled into us by your by your colleague Piers. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Mike, we wish you the very best of luck. We look forward to seeing the continued progress of both yourself and the installed show and what you do at 19. Piers, being a great co-host as always, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. The Dan Assel Show is grateful for the support of headline sponsor Jonas Event Technology, venue sponsor Business Design Centre and event industry supporters TF Connect, Tarsus Group, Terrapin and 19 Group. Be notified first about new episodes by following me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify platforms and by subscribing to my YouTube channel. Search Dan Assel.